Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Have you ever had an event in your life that was canceled? Maybe it was an event that you really didn't want to go to. And it got canceled and you felt so relieved. I remember as a kid, and I'm going to date myself, but it's okay. Some of y'all can go here with me in dating ourselves. I remember when uh, it would be wintertime and we'd get up and we'd turn on WBAT. And we would sit on the edge of the chair just hoping we would hear the words that our school was canceled for the day. They would read through the list and maybe we'll be, well, you haven't heard yet, maybe we'll be the last one. You'd hear the word canceled and all across the community little war hoops would happen in every house. <laughs> and school was canceled. How about a debt in your life canceled you know when something is canceled we are released from an obligation we are released from a responsibility both now and in the future those are important concepts to pick up this morning cancellation is final Cancellation is now and what is yet to come. And sometimes the most relieving words we can hear is, it's been canceled. The greatest cancellation notice ever given to humanity we find in our text in 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 9. If we confess our sins, notice whose sins they are. They're our sins. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us, here's that word again, our sins. And purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will. I love that word. He will. Have you ever felt maybe, maybe not? He will forgive us our sins and purify us. There's an important word too. Purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, to forgive has a much deeper meaning than what we often view it in our culture today. Often we view forgiveness as 
just an emotional decision that we can sometimes make. Maybe we express forgiveness just to make peace with someone. We, I know we're in church, but we're just going to be real for a minute, if you don't mind. Sometimes we'll express forgiveness. We really don't want to, but we'll do it just to make peace. Sometimes we express forgiveness just to get rid of tension in a relationship. You ever experienced tension in a relationship? Don't, don't poke your husband or wife. We can often view forgiveness just as words that are spoken. Because in our relationships with others, many times once uh, we have said we are extending forgiveness, I know nobody in this room will be guilty of this, so you can say, well, this is for somebody else. But once we've extended forgiveness, we later bring up the infraction or the offense. Nobody here has done that before, have we? (laughs) And because of that type of situation, we often see forgiveness as something that is frail, something that is weak, something that is impotent in its ability to bring a change and a cancellation. But when you and I today take the time to consider Christianity and a relationship with Jesus Christ who is the Savior, forgiveness is one of the foundational truths for our walk with Christ. I would tell you without forgiveness, there's no hope of heaven. Without forgiveness, there's no hope of eternity with Jesus. And without forgiveness, there's no hope of one day being with loved ones who've gone ahead before us. Without this truth, you and I are eternally bound and will never experience true freedom. But there's good news for us. How many of y'all like good news? I love good news. (laughs) Though we have sinned, though we have broken God's law, those who willingly have made the choice to choose the wrong choice, there is forgiveness. That's the good news of the gospel. In fact, I was reading this week, 1 John says, if we say we've not sinned, actually it's the verses right around 1 John 1, 9, if we say we have not sinned, we lie. And by saying it, we try to make God to be a liar. And how many of you know God is not a liar? I would tell you today that what Jesus Christ did for you and I was not an emotional decision. It was not one based on just keeping the tension between you and I uh, and God at bay. What Jesus Christ did 
and providing forgiveness for you and providing forgiveness for me is about cancellation. When we come to Jesus and we yield our lives to him as 1 John 1 and 9 says this morning, he will forgive our sins and he will purify. He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Paula, can I see that, that bottle of water right there beside you? Imagine for a moment that I started a business. This says Sam's Purified. We'll call it Jerry's Purified Water. <laughs> and imagine for just a moment that I started this business and we're going to sell bottled water and we're going to get it out of the tap. And When you read on the back, it says 99.5% pure. 0.5 impure. How many of y'all would want to drink my water? Y'all probably choose Sam's, wouldn't you? <laughs> Sam's purified water. And I'd say, yeah, but it's 99.5% pure. Isn't that, you know, you look at it, you can't tell a difference in mine and Sam's. Aren't you thankful? That when Jesus Christ came in and fulfilled the words of 1 John 1, 9 in your life, that he didn't leave 0.5% in us impure. He didn't leave 0.5% in us wicked and sinful. <laughs> Aren't you glad that he cleansed us from all? Somebody say the word all. all. He cleansed us from all. All unrighteousness. No wonder the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. I can't be new if some of the old is still there. I'm new only when it's 100%. I'm clean and set free. You can have your water back if you'd like. It's about cancellation. You see what he does? He takes my life and your life and he stamps the word canceled. He's not just doing an emotional thing for you. He is canceling sin's consequences on your life. Sin was having a time with you, but he says canceled. Sin's plan has been canceled. Sin's wages have been canceled. Sin's future for your life has been canceled. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive. Cancel sin's ways. It's been canceled. I will tell you this morning, though, there is a challenge. The challenge is this. Sin is a problem. How many of y'all know sin's a problem? Sin's a problem behind every problem in the universe. Sin is a problem even in the planet. You know, this weekend, I kind of rejoiced a little bit. Everybody else is getting bad weather except this one hole. I've never been so glad to live in that hole in my entire life. 
All around us, they're saying, ice is coming, the snow is coming, and we're saying, you know, we went through Starbucks this morning, I said, isn't it a beautiful day, blue skies. Sin is a problem even in the planet. Things are crazy in our world today, aren't they? When the curse of sin became a part of man's existence, it also became a part of the planet's existence. I'm sorry to tell you this, but global warming is not the issue. Sin is the issue. The crazy weather, the changes in and on the earth are all a part of the sin problem. Why is that? Romans says this, Romans 8, 19 to 21. For all creation, notice those words, all creation is eagerly waiting for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. Earthquakes, famine, drought, violent storms, on and on. The list can go. The curse that has been laid upon the planet. The earth groans to be lifted from the curse. Sin is a problem. Sin is a problem in every human life. Every sickness, every struggle, every tragedy, every disease, every cancer, every heart problem, every debilitating disease is because of sin. This was not in God's original plan. It was not in God's original destiny for man. We remember back to the account of Genesis when God made everything. And when he did, he finished and he said these words. It is good. Good was God's original intent. The world was made good. The human body was made good. But when sin entered the picture, a cataclysmic event took place. Nothing has been the same since. Sin brought to the planet and to human, humanity for all seasons the power of death and decay. No, it doesn't touch our physical bodies, but it touches our souls. Every act of greed, every act of selfishness is because of sin at the core. Do you know why you get frustrated when you watch the news? You know why you get frustrated when you look at things on Facebook? Sin is the origin. Do you know why you get upset when politicians aren't honest? It's a sin problem, isn't it? Do you know what's wrong with Washington? It's filled with sinners. No wonder we have the problems we do. Why are we shocked? Who, Jesus, help me not to get in the flesh here. Why should we be shocked, especially when we vote people in that don't have biblical values? And then, and then. And then we go, I, 
I can't believe what they're doing. Why are we surprised? That wasn't in the notes. That's free. Every act of greed, every act of selfishness is because sin is at the core. Every time we break God's law, every time someone is violated and wounded at the hand of another, every action that elevates another and demoralizes another is because of a sin problem in the soul. Crimes against women, crimes against children, the reason we need policemen in our streets, the reason we have jails and prisons, and we often want to blame it on the environment people have grown up in, and we say, no, that's your choice. But I would tell you, they did grow up in an environment often of sin, and it is a result of sin. Sin is the reason why we have things happening as we do. Prideful egos, the quest for power, selfishness, sexual sin, the perversity of our culture running rampant. And the Bible honestly speaks very true to it in 2 Timothy chapter 3 when it says, evil men will go from bad to worse. Sin is the problem. If we don't identify it, listen... Don't expect Washington to identify it. But as the church, may we not be complacent in identifying what the problem is. Mm. Yeah, right there, right there. That's where, yep. We've said, well, it's, it's this and it's that and it's this. And well, it, it was this. And, and really, it's not their fault. And really, it's, it's a sin problem. It's a sin problem. If we don't identify the problem, we will never find the cure. He said, sin forgiven, cleansed from all unrighteousness. He did not say, my hang-ups, my bad choices, my bad habits. Jesus, help us today. He said, your sin. Your sin. Romans 5 and 12, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death came through sin, and in this way death came to all people, here's some words, because all sinned, because all sinned, all sinned. Will you put that scripture up on the screen for me, because I want you to Take notice of that last phrase. Because all sinned. I've sinned. You've sinned. We've all sinned. We've all sinned. The scripture says, for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. We're born sinners. We're plagued. With a sin nature. Have you ever noticed it's easier to sin than to disregard the sin? It's easier to give in to temptation than it is to stand against temptation. Why? We're sinful by nature. No parent teaches their child to be selfish, to demand their own way, to lie, cheat, steal, 
in our inner man. I heard one time someone say, we are determined sinners. Very little can stop humanity's passion for sin. Psalm 51 and 5 says, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Sin is the problem. You ever notice you don't have to encourage anyone to sin? You don't have to say, you can do this. I believe in you. It comes natural. What we do have to encourage people in is not to give up doing what is right. We encourage men and women, steer clear of sin. Because sin is not just a bad choice. Sin is a disease. And because of sin, without Jesus Christ, we too are diseased. Sin is a spiritual disease. Genesis 6 and 5 says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth. And that, notice these words, Every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Sin has been described in this way. It's a virus of the soul. It is gangrene of the heart. It is eating away at the fabric of your being. And it will continue to do so until sin has consumed you. We're deceived. We're deceived about sin and its consequences. When we talk about it, I, 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 I will have to tell you, I don't fully understand why. But when you talk about it, there's something that rises up inside of us that says, I'm really not that bad of a person. It can't be true. Can't be that way in me. Yet we continue to walk a path often we know is not right. And somehow we convince ourselves that because it feels right, it's good. We are deceived. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says these words, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Wow. Let that settle in for a minute. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, and it is desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? We can believe the lies, and we can come to the place we think everything's going to be okay. But hear me today, it will never be okay with sin. It'll never be okay. It'll never be good. If it seems good, it's a charade. You, my friend, are not controlling sin's outcome. Sin's outcome is controlling you. We are deceived. Humanity is desperate. Jeremiah 17 and 9, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked we're desperate sinners i'll tell you you can't fix this when you can't legislate it you can't change the outcome on your own 
The state of our world today is in desperation. We can't control where this thing is going. You can't fix it. You can't diagnose it. You cannot rob it of its ways. We are desperate. Is it any wonder they just keep coming up with new ways to sin? At first it was, okay, we'll, we'll abort a baby at a couple weeks. Then it'll be three months and then six months. And, and now we live in a world today where they're trying to legislate even killing the child after it's birthed from the mother's womb. Why? Because you and I go, that is insanity. It's the spirit of sin. And I can tell you this, the spirit of sin will never be satisfied. It's like a fire. The more you feed it, the more it grows. The more you give it, the more it wants. It won't give to you. Sin will take from you. Sin, sin is the problem. Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death. Death. Yes, physical death, but I tell you, death is so much broader of a term than just to talk about physical death. It's the death of who you were created to be. It's the death of the life you were created to live. It's the death of freedom of a clear and a clean conscience. Imagine for a moment, had there been no sin, there would be no death, no sickness, no disease. We would not live in the mess we live in. And we understand there's a problem, but I think it's important we have to ask ourselves, what's the outcome of the problem? Because... We think often in here and now, we think about my life and we think about my circumstances and we think everything is okay right now. The other night we were driving down the road and the light came on in the car and it said low fuel. When it does that, I pop up the next screen that shows me how many more miles I can go. Isn't that in our human nature? How much more can I get away with before I have to pay the Pied Piper? <laughs> and I will tell you, there's been times I flipped it over the screen and I went, oh, I can go 40 more miles. And I go, <sighs> And I will tell you, I've been so relieved at times that I even forgot I had one day I had forgotten. We were busy doing things, and, and the, the little bell was dinging, and I silenced it. Ooh, there's a lot to be said right there. We can silence the Holy Spirit sometimes when the Holy Spirit is dinging and putting the bell off. And I, we can si no, 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 no. And I just keep going on. And, and we got ready to leave the office and I looked down and it said, you can go zero miles. 
okay, now I'm not so relaxed. I'm thinking it's going to be a long way for Paula to push the car. <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to say, I'm doing okay. It's so easy to say, no, you know what? Yes, what I'm doing may not be right, but hey, it's not too bad. The danger is, just like with my car, eventually, eventually, unless there's provision taking, taken, I am going to run out of fuel and I'm going to be without you can say, I'm doing all right with sin, and maybe you've got, maybe you've got a, an air of sin in your life, and you'd be saying, you know what, I will deal with it one day. I've got too much on my plate right now. I'll deal with it sometime. Jesus said some very important words in John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world. That he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not, here's the word, perish, but instead they would have eternal life. Eternal life. What that means is that everyone who does not believe in him will perish. What is Jesus talking about when he says perishing? It means eternity in hell. Eternal separation from God. It means eternity with the wages or the payment of sin. I would tell you that hell is eternal conscience torment. Hell is a place of God's wrath and judgment for sin. And hear me this morning, hell does not end. The Bible says hell is a place where the flames never cease. The torment never stops. I will tell you, there are theologians and there are people that will say, well, it's actually just a state of mind. I challenge you, when you hear those words, read the Bible. The Bible tells us it's separation from God. The Bible tells us it's a place of torment. It's a place where the darkness never goes away. What's the danger of that? The danger is this. I've got to get things in order before I die. Hmm. It's kind of like my car. I'm busy going through life and the bell goes off and the screen... My car does everything it can to keep me from running out of gas. Sometimes I get aggravated with it. I know. Oh, no. You know, every couple of miles, ding, 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 ding. I don't know who makes those bells or those sounds. 
but they make it just to aggravate the fire out of you. I mean, just, I'm trying to have a good day. And you're just ding, 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 ding. And it's in the speaker over here. And it's in the speaker. Ding, 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 ding. Assume y'all are going to leave after church and you're going to start your car and it's going to go ding. <laughs> point is the bell's going off and the reason it's going off is because there's an imminent event ahead of you. You and I were born, and the Bible says we were born sinners, and the Bible again and again and again is constantly dinging, dinging, dinging. Matthew chapter 24, it says, be ready, be watching because Jesus is coming an hour when you don't expect him. The Bible tells us we think we all have long life ahead of us, but the Bible says in the book of James, our life is but a breath, like a mist. It's here and then it's gone. The truth, just like my car, is telling me there's danger ahead. The Bible is filled. And you and I have heard messages after messages after messages after year after year after year that has said there's an imminent event ahead. I can't tell you how many times we have had church and before the next Sunday, we have people that were here pass away unexpectedly and go into eternity. Just please hear me this morning. If you are walking a path other than God's path and you feel at this point in your life, everything will turn out okay. Unless there is a change. It will not. You may be seeming okay today. It will not turn out okay. It's a big problem, isn't it? So what's the cure? Because I'll be honest with you, that's kind of a hopeless, what I've told you at this point is kind of a hopeless thing, isn't it? Really what it says is all mankind is doomed for an eternity separated from God. And I am so glad that God who created all of us was not content to leave us in the state we were in. But God, even in the book of Genesis, God began putting the plan together. God was not content. In fact, the Bible says... That they ever and God essentially kicked them out. They were evicted from the garden because God said, I don't want them to get back here and eat the tree of life and live in that state for all eternity. God began grace in the beginning. See, sin is a big problem, but I have to tell you that Jesus Christ is in the business of writing cancellation notices. The cure for sin is forgiveness. Canceling sin and its ways. Canceling sin and its powerful hold. The thing that you and I don't have the ability to fix 
or undo. He has the power to break the powerful hold of sin over our lives. His forgiveness cancels sin's future plans for your life. 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, I will forgive their sin. Psalm 86 and 5, oh Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. Psalm 103 and 12, he has removed, I love that word, he has removed our sins. Removed it, removed it, and there's not even a hint of the stain. You know, around here, a lot of times we get things spilled. We'll get maybe somebody who spilled their coffee on the carpet, and we'll have the carpet cleaned, and it's like, wow, it's gone, and the carpet dries, and you go, oh. It's still kind of there. And they come in, they clean it again. Oh, this time we got it all, Pastor. Carpet dries. Hmm, still there. Again and again and again and again, we try, we try every kind of product and chemical, and we try to blot it, we try to suck it out, we try to blow it out, we try to do everything. Can't get it out, just keeps coming back. The Bible says he has removed our sin. The Old Testament prophet said, though your sin was like scarlet red and it stained your life, yet through the blood of Jesus you can be white as snow. Micah 7 and 19, you will again have compassion on us and you will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all of our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Ezekiel 36 and 25, then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Psalm 31, 1 and 2, blesses the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed, what great words here. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. Hmm, blessed are you when God does not count your sin against you. Friend, your sins can be forgiven. The problem can be cured. The cancellation notice can be written over your past. Your sin can be paid for. It can all be taken away. You and I can be forgiven. But I will tell you, friend, you and I can't do it ourselves. This is not a change of mind. It's not a change of behavior. Sin can only be taken away through Jesus Christ. Jesus said of himself, I am the gate. Got to go through the gate to get to the Father. Only Jesus can make you clean. Only Jesus has the power to cancel sin's future for you. Only Jesus can forgive sin. There is no other way. The only way 
for you and I to be forgiven is to receive Jesus Christ as the payment for our sin. You see, sin doesn't just go away. It has to be paid for. Somebody's got to pay for it. And each one of us will give an account of ourselves. Therefore, I have to pay, or by the grace of God, Jesus Christ pays. The Bible says you can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can be saved. Believe that He is the one that can forgive and to cleanse you from sin, that can cancel the wages of sin over your life through the gift of God. You must believe He's the one. There is no one else but Him. There is, Acts says, no other name by which we can be saved except the name of Jesus. Friend, I would tell you there's no promise of tomorrow. The time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for cancellation to come. The scripture says in our text, he is faithful and just, righteous. He's faithful and just to Forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The point is, if you confess, he will forgive. Now the good news is, you don't have to confess to me. I can't forgive your sins. I may be pastor. I may be the person that God's placed here for this season in time on the timeline of humanity, but I can't forgive your sin. I can only point you to the one who can. The greatest thing that can happen in your life is for the words to be written, canceled. Canceled. Like a child sitting many years ago Listening to the radio, hoping to hear, I will tell you the good news today for you and me is we don't have to hope. Maybe it'll be canceled, maybe it won't. Canceled by the blood of Jesus Christ. Sin's power over your life can be canceled. You don't have to keep walking the path you're on. You don't have to keep heading the path that you're on. It may seem like I'll never get out of this hole I'm in. Oh, my friend, there's hope. And his name is Jesus. Would you bow your heads this morning? As you bow your heads, I'd like for you to consider your life today. As you bow your heads and uh, by closing our eyes, it's really just about a, a point of uh, concentration. I'd like you to consider your life, friend. Are you ready for eternity? Should Jesus Christ return today or should you unmistakably and 
not planned for something happened and you step into eternity today are you prepared I would tell you today that if you're not and if you're in this room or you're watching online and you say I'm not ready not ready you've heard the message before but you're not ready yet friend I want to tell you it's not a hard thing for Jesus to forgive your sin the Bible says if we confess our sin to him he's faithful and just to forgive us all he does is say it's canceled canceled and I would tell you if it's not hard for him to do the work it's not hard for you to come to him and ask him oh listen to me you don't have to do any works you don't you don't have to get yourself prepared so many times people say when I get my act together when 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 I get my life cleaned up then I'll listen he is the master of putting things together and he's the master of cleaning things up and the good news is he can do it in a moment so if you feel like today you want to invite Jesus into your life to forgive your sin and to cancel sins wages for your life just simply Lord Jesus I ask you today to be my Savior I confess that I am a sinner and I need you I invite you to come into my life and be the Lord of my life I will tell you more than anything, he's listening for the prayer of your heart more than he is the right words that you'll find to say. Because the scripture, we read it a few moments ago, he is eager, he's ready and willing to forgive us. He's just waiting for you and I to come. So I want to give you that opportunity today. Across this room and wherever you may be watching online today, I want to give you the opportunity to have sins, wages canceled over your life. With heads bowed and in a prayerful spirit, if you need Jesus today, I'd like to invite you to pray this prayer and Friend, I, I'm just going to lead you because sometimes people say, I don't know what to say. I'm going to lead you in the right direction and leave all the rest of it to him. I'll lead you. He'll forgive you. <laughs> so today, would you pray this prayer from your heart? And all across, I would ask the believers today to pray this prayer along with us. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus. I confess that I am a sinner. I confess I need you. Today I ask you to break sin and its hold on my life. I ask you today 
to cancel sin's payment over my life. Cancel my past. Cancel my present. And cancel sin's work in my future. I trust you. And I ask it all in your name. Amen. Amen. It's been canceled. The best words we can hear. It's been canceled. I pray the Father will strengthen you today in your walk with Him. I pray today that you will walk in the greatness of His grace. I pray today you will experience His love for you that is beyond anything anybody can comprehend. I pray today that you will know Him, the source of all life. I pray you will grow in your faith and your knowledge of Him. I pray you will go from glory to glory to glory. And I pray over your life that Jesus will get sweeter and sweeter and sweeter every day you live your life. May you know His great love for you. Father, I ask it all in the name of your son Jesus and I trust you to do these things in Christ's name and all the church said together in agreement amen and amen so be it in the name of the Lord God bless you all may the joy of the Lord always be your strength God bless you have a great week in Jesus. God bless.